Bruce can get that first one. Who knows? Shen shouldered off by Erickson. That turns and fires. It's blocked aside. Got an idea of Erickson. X flanked right there. Now a shot and he scores! What a shift from Erickson Eck. Gets the puck on the four check. Ends up with a payoff as he scores from the slot. It's 4 nothing Minnesota. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? Show, show. back everyone this team doesn't get a exciting intro this time unless i've made one after the fact but i don't have any ideas right now uh it is currently four to one minnesota wild midway through the fourth third period feels like it's been four periods but we don't care because it's over this game was over two hours ago <laughs> and true. so we've come together it is friday may 6th it is just turned over to saturday may 7th out here on the East Coast, where there was a tornado warning west of Jacksonville today. Oh, you know, my friend said, oh, no, we get tornado warnings out here all the time. But then on the TV, they were explaining the difference between a watch and a warning. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like you get them all the time. <laughs> I can explain to you what a warning is and what a watch is. Um, yeah, they just that, do that every time. Maybe they do in St. Louis, too. It's not like anybody watches the news when there are tornado warnings. It's just like same stuff as always. <laughs> but oh, this team, oh, I guess we got to talk about it. I, we're not going to like. We're not going to like go through the goals or whatever. I mean, the two that really matter, are the um, Erickson Eck one, which, you know, I don't know why our only defensive move on a two on one is to just kind of fall on our stomach and not really prevent anything, not really change anything. Yeah. And like, Ruby's gone out of his way multiple times to be like, he doesn't like that play. And, and still, and yet we still do it every time. He apparently so, yeah. isn't a good, effective communicator then because that's it's right. All, it's all our defense knows how to do. Um, and then the Capra's off goal, which is, uh, you know, it's an extraordinary play by him, but really also hmm. pretty, pretty heavily on Villiers <laughs> to not let yourself get, duped like that and have a have a puck put on off your skate i know that i know it's a a fluky play and stuff happens and he's a very good player and all that you're already in a bad position and he made this 
Save sorry, on the breakaway. Sorry, they, we um, literally just pulled the goalie. It's like seven and a half minutes left, and they scored immediately. Like they won the faceoff, got out of their zone, and scored. Uh, okay, sorry, 5-1, 5-1-1. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm losing my microphone. Hold on here. Yeah, now you should be able to hear me. Hopefully you could hear me before. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but you seem a little more tinny. The people want to oh, know. Oh, no, you're back. You're back. You're back. There we go. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry about all that. I could edit that out, but I'm too tired. <laughs> don't apologize. This team's not going to apologize. You don't apologize. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of funny because I just just released a tweet that was like hey maybe we should talk at some point about why it made no sense to pull to uh extend baruby yeah i gotta say like it's just he's not he has not proven i mean i guess he's we've proven that he's a good coach in the sense that we won a cup but since then it's been first round eggs after first round exit out of i know the wild only be up two to one but leaning towards another first round exit so some sometimes i mean some of that can be on your on your team but i think our team is halfway decent this year and sometimes that's on on coaching and preparedness and things like that i so i mean let's start oh, I, God, I don't even want like i have so much i want to yell about and i don't even have like i don't even care you know it's like one <laughs> we, of those things we have no notes folks this is all it's, about the seat of our pants <laughs> I let's start with the goaltending decision because we talked last time, which was just yesterday afternoon about um, that sect of fans that were like, well, you can't even consider putting in Jordan Bennington. Why would you even think about putting in the Stanley cup winning goaltender that started the season as your unquestioned starter and make $6 million a year? You know, why would you even ever consider that? It's like, I, this game is not Billy Huso's fault. But when you let in two goals in the first five minutes, even if you want to say those aren't Billy Huso's fault, I think it's a fair question to ask. Now, Bennington's obviously going to start the next game. And maybe that works or maybe it doesn't, but it's already too little too late. You don't have the room to give away a game making a wrong decision in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, everybody's, there might be some people that say, well, starting who so was still the right decision today. I never necessarily felt that you had to start Bennington, but I just, we talked about it at length last time. So we don't need to go too deep into it, but like, I just never understood that attitude of like, well, why would you even think about that? Why would that even be something you'd consider? You know, right? I saw somebody, Kevin Weeks said that we should start Jordan Bennington and somebody retweeted and said, can we stop this nonsense? And it's like, how is that nonsense, bro? Like, it's one thing to be like, I disagree with this. And it's another thing to be like, won't somebody please think of the children? (laughs) (laughs) who has got feelings. He's got a family. Um, Yeah, I mean, I really think you have to start Bennington next game. Again, I don't even think this is Huso's fault. Like, after those first two goals, I think he looked fine. Um, but you have to you have to change something, and you can't really you can't really do anything on D, right? Like you can't change out your sixth defenseman for your seventh defenseman because we're skating our eighth defenseman <laughs> out of necessity because we mm-hmm. must do the injury. So like that's fine. We switched out um, Walker for Joshua tonight. 
you know, just some fourth line shuffling, you, you've got to assume they're going to change up the lines next game, but then you're probably assuming, yeah, they'll throw Bennington in to get a different look going. Um, they got to do something different. It's, I understand that they are down three defensemen at this point. Krug got hurt tonight. Um, Scandella came back in, but then you're, you're down Letty and you're down Portuzo. But aside from Krug, I really don't think Bortuzzo and Letty are powering your offense at this point. So, like, maybe they keep the Wild to, from scoring five goals to three in the games within reach. But the Blues have scored one goal tonight. They scored two goals last game. Like, mm-hmm. it's not it's not good. And just have, because you have those defensemen out doesn't mean, like, well, of course the offense dries up because those three are out. Again, and maybe because Krug's out a little bit, maybe on the power play that kind of, you know, mucks things up. But, like, to me – this was just like it was just so sad to watch this team completely crumple like there was no there was no urgency whatsoever um and also, tons of one I... and done it's just it was just the saddest game the saddest playoff game i've watched in a long time granted i didn't watch almost any of the games last year uh being in hawaii and all but like i this is like the saddest one i've watched uh like, since it, the cup run I at don't least know. at least with the avalanche like they are a better team than we are. So, mm-hmm. like, if you get stomped by the Avalanche, you're like, okay. Like, you don't <laughs> want to, like, but, yeah. like, you can't be, like, furious about it, you know? Like, right. the Wild, we proved in game one that we didn't even have to be all that good to beat them soundly. Yeah, and then and last then game, game we even two, played pretty decent. Ev- you know, game two said everybody said it was lucky, and maybe that's true, but, like, you end up losing six to two. It's not that lucky. And then this game, I cert- I mean, I haven't looked at natural stat trick, but I can't imagine it's a flattering picture. Mm-hmm. And as I said to you before we got on here, you put yourself in a position where Nick Letty and Robert Mortuzo were critical defenders to your team. That's something you did before they got injured. Mm-hmm. And you also put yourself in a position where the best option you had to replace any of them was Marco Scandella, who is... I mean, you buy him out if at this point, if you can't find a guy, I mean, he's nothing, he's nothing. <laughs> he's a black hole. He's nothing. And if you can't find an Arizona or somebody to take him from you and Steven Santini, who like. Is, Don't forget Callie Rosen. Right. And it's like you traded Jake Wallman to get Nick Luddy, which is fine. I understand that. But like he was your best eighth defenseman option seventh eighth defenseman option i think everybody would rather have jake wallman in one of these games than callie rosen or steven santini or maybe even nico mikola in some cases you know like you you can't you can't have three options to replace your defense obviously not everybody can carry that but like like you said it's like that doesn't equate to how bad the team has like that may equate to some of the goals against and some of the breakdowns and some of that one stuff but like you you can't blame everything on that you the the offense isn't clicking um you haven't changed out the lines at all you being craig Berube, not you personally and i don't blame <laughs> you for that um you know it's it's just it's a situation where you're just not I feel like this is this is the blues every year. It's like you you let 
two or three games get away and then you sort of realize that things aren't going well Hmm. you know like and and what i felt like made us successful in the cup run is like we didn't hesitate to make a change or you know we never we always bounced back from a loss and we never spiraled and we never struggled for more than a couple periods at a time and like whatever whatever made that happen with whether it was the confidence whether it was just the magic of it all or whether it was something Baruby was doing even if it was his speeches or whatever like those are obviously falling on deaf ears now and he's obviously lost something because we're I, I'm you know I mean could the Blues win the series still sure sure they could but I don't see how it happens after this. I think Minnesota's got all the momentum, you know, and I think we're probably not going to show up for a game four at home on a matinee game. We rarely do, you know, like it, <laughs> I, I just don't, to me, I don't see a path to it. Um, and then you're looking at three straight playoff defeats. You're looking at first round defeats. You're looking at, <clears throat> a defense that is nothing you have to completely rebuild your defense I mean it's nowhere near good enough and you can't probably completely rebuild it so you're probably screwed there and you've got people now who want to trade Robert to, or uh, Jordan Cairo because apparently it's his fault I guess I which is another thing I just like like when, when do we stop go. When do we stop doing this to every young player with skill? Jordan Cairo is a, a 24-year-old with game-breaking speed and unbelievable skill who has a chance to score 40 goals and 100 points in this league, and and we're going to trade him because he's too soft. Like, is that it's 2022, dude? Hmm. The Flames, I'm... the Flames traded Brett Hull when he was 24, and they thought he was too soft. And that was 1988 and they were still stupid then. It's like, I I can't, I just personally, and I I know we're going to do it. Like I I can see it. I can see it happening. It'll be like Cairo for Chikrin or something. I can just see it. I can (laughs) visualize it. And I just do not see a situation in which we don't live to regret trading him. I just don't see a situation in which, you know, at least at the TJ Oshi level where like maybe T maybe TJ Oshi doesn't haunt us, but like, there's no argument that we won that trade or that he hasn't gone on to have a very fine career, you know, like right. at least at that level. And, and I think with Kyra, the potential is off the charts, but I mean, I can see, I can see Dougie scapegoating, scapegoating somebody in that way. And I can see it being Kairou who exploded to start the season and then really fell off. And, you know, maybe he isn't, it's, it's like, maybe he isn't a playoff performer, but then, then again, like the team, the team is doing nothing. And, and I think like you said, like Patrick Kane, he's, he is like Patrick Kane in that sense of like, he's going to skate and look for opportunities and he's going to try and use his skill. He's not going to muck it up in the corner and he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, that's what I don't get. We have the guys like Ivan Barbashev or, or, you know, to a, a greater extent or lesser, depending on how you want to look at it, the Dakota Joshua's or whoever. And that's their job to do that. That's not Jordan Kyrou's job. 
You know, you think Kirill yeah. Kaprasov's mucking it up in the corner? I mean, he's probably a little more physical because he's big and Russian, but like Adam Fox isn't doing that. At, or Timmy Panarin isn't doing that. Yeah. You know, whoever Mitch Marner isn't doing that. Like, go go team for team down the list. Every you you have skill players that don't have to do that, and the Blues fan base just seems to really genuinely resent skill players unless they are just on one hundred percent of the time. You know, yeah, like, you pretty much got to be. You got to be. Uh, yeah, you got to be someone that's scoring a hundred points. And never has a dull, you know, never has a dull moment. Because I mean, folk, even people wanted Tarasenko sure on certain times Robert- when he's got like dead periods, you know. I'm sure we'll hear it about Robert Thomas before the end of the series. I'm kind of surprised we haven't already. You know, like, yeah, right. I just, I don't know. I the blame for this game is on everybody, so it's pointless to single anyone out. But, like, the defense is a problem. I think coaching is a major problem. I think our offense, you know, the Thomas Buchnevich tarasenko line has just completely disappeared, and that's a huge problem. If you're going to blame anyone, blame those guys, you know? like Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's across the board. And, like, I think your point about coaching, that's what kind of bugs me, too, is, like, there just doesn't seem to have been any change in plan any any game plan change this is your first game at home and you get the last change the literal last change and can line match and none of that really worked in your favor um somehow our our opening gambit was essentially just beat the hell out of them because i guess because you're at home so might as well just hit the other team yeah you made the a good crowd point. into it but it's like you that's not what got us here that's not that's not what got us here at all. And I get it's, I get it's playoff hockey and you got to wear them down, but I already heard um, them say it on the broadcast. I heard people tweeting about like, you know, blues are playing really heavy this first period. And I like the, I like the look of that. We're wearing them down. I'm like, dude, there's no wearing down with the, like our current team. Like you can do a little bit of that as much as like any other team, but that's not like the team's identity. The team's identity has been like scoring off the rush and scoring on the power play. And we had like, we have no transition out of the zone. Once we get it in into their zone, it was pretty much just like dumping it um, or one and done. And then, yeah, we were basically chasing hits all the first period. That's what led to the first two goals was like, we were in deep. We got caught on a two on one. Uh, we got caught on the Caprizo breakaway. It's like Shen's out there running around like David Backus circa freaking 2014. I'm like, okay, that's, this is nice. This is great. But like, <laughs> you're getting you're getting the hit literally like a half a second before it's interference so like good that it's not interference but also like this meant nothing (laughs) the the puck was gone and now you're out of position like well he's finishing his check and i'm like you him and like three other people at the exact same time are all finishing their check three seconds too late i'm like okay neat and then it's up the other way and and that's how they play and then almost look and honest to god looked like i get this is you know fan hockey analysis but it looked like when that didn't work they were like well what do we do now for yeah. 50 minutes they were like well <laughs> that was kind of the plan it didn't really uh didn't really like turn out in our favor there so uh i don't know it's also like i think it's it's a situational thing too right because like if you want to muck and grind in the right circumstances be my guest go for it but mm-hmm. if kiro capra's office on the ice don't have four guys below the circles ever. Don't mm. ever do that ever. <laughs> because it's his, what, like the fourth or fifth time already in this series that he's just been 
on a breakaway and he hasn't even finished all of those and he's miles and miles the best player in this in this um series and he's showing out he's proven why he is Kirill Kaprizov and um you know I mean I don't I don't think it's one of those situations where it's like you're not going to stop him but you don't have to be stupid about it you know Mm -hmm. you can you can be intelligent and and play it safe and and you know have two guys committed to him and and that sort of thing and we're just not doing any of it and it's at that point in the series where it's i don't see if you know assuming letty and bortuzzo aren't back and i don't think either of them will be and now we've got the wild card of krug involved as well i just don't see a road back in this series for us and like we can we can walk away from this and do the thing where it's like well we got injured on defense don't know what you expect us to do and like that's an option for the front office and they can not do anything and keep the coaches and and come back with roughly the same team and and we'll probably make the playoffs again and we'll probably be pretty competitive in the regular season and then this crap will happen again in the playoffs because like that's what we've done for three years (laughs) like one year is a an anomaly two years is a concern and three years is a pattern, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. you, you've got, you've got three years of this now, once against the, the avalanche, if you want to write that off as they're just a really good team, you can, but then they got beat by the frigging stars after that or whoever. So like you can't really, and then we lost against the Canucks and, and again, it's like, you can anomaly that as well. It was the bubble and half our team was sick or whatever. And like, Sure, you can say that, and like any one of those might be true, but collectively they paint a, a worrying picture. And if it's a if this is a five game or a six game series, especially when we won the first one, that's pretty bad considering the other two were. I guess I guess the Vancouver one was a five game, but it was a five game series, right? But like we lost it in any case and and we got swept last year so it's it's becoming a you know it's it's a major concern to me i don't know maybe you feel differently i, I mean it's, it's i know you don't that was I know you don't. Don't, even, don't, even try. <laughs> don't even speak um ditto um yeah it's just it's the the cup window or the cup window the being able to rest on the cup win has run out. It's so funny. I was saying that the other day to myself was I was like, remember before you won a cup? We definitely said this before. I was like, man, if you win a cup, I don't care if you don't even make the playoffs for 10 years, baby. I just want that cup. And then they won it. And now I'm like, three first round exits in a row is unacceptable. Um, yeah. But I mean, I do, you know, like joking aside, I do kind of feel that though, because it's like, you can write it all off and every season can be like, well, the one was a weird COVID bubble. And like you said, the abs are the abs. And then this one is you had all your defenses hurt. And it's like, you, if the organization wants rest on that, that's cool. I just think that you're essentially lying yourself into like a rebuild. Now I'm saying that's still far off, but like you're just lying your way into like, Oh, and uh, we're no good anymore. So like you got to change up something. And I feel like young guys, some guys like Thomas and stuff have been actually pretty decent in other playoff um other playoff rounds or other years and then he and he's had an amazing season this year so you're not trading him Cairo we already talked about and it's like you have these guys that you want to keep and have around but at some point you got to change 
something about it. Um, I mean, you went out and you got Sam Buchnevich this year, but they just don't, no one is really showing up um, this whole series. Like, I mean, really, it's just been who scored last game? Tarasenko and who was the other? Oh, then Kyrou. I guess Kyrou did score. Yeah, but like in game one, it was three prime goals and a Riley goal. This was an O'Reilly goal tonight, and that was it. And it's like, so you pretty much have one line that's shown up some of the time, and the rest of them are just non-existent. Um, it's, we- it's, hard, it's hard to – I think that's what bugs me the most is, like, again, you can say, well, the defense wasn't there and stuff. I'm like, yeah, so you've, you've, you've uh, isolated why they scored five goals tonight. No, de- our defensive four – not very good or injured and are, are often, you know, our forwards aren't coming back. They're playing uh, too, you know, too deep below the dots and everything. But what of, what of the one goal, what of the two goals last game? Like you have a, like a, you have nine. Oh God, that's so disgusting. You have nine 20 plus goal scores this year and you, you can't muster a goal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Andre Fleury is good, but we're not even really like not that good. We're not challenging them. And their defense isn't good and their penalty kill is dreadful. And that's the thing. Like you can maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Krug is is a bigger deal there than I think. But like you've got Justin Bach. Hmm. Obviously, Colton Pareko is (sighs) black hole for offense. That's I just I just effing can't stand Colton Pareko anymore. I know that's wrong. I know it's completely wrong and it's not his fault. And he got injured and everything, but it's just like years. It was like years of knowing people thought too highly of him and thought he was Alex Petrangelo 2.0 when he clearly wasn't. And then us letting Alex Petrangelo leave to try and anoint him as Alex Petrangelo 2.0. And then for him to prove for two or three seasons that he's not Alex Petrangelo 2.0 has just mm-hmm. made me feel like this dude has got to get out of here. But he's not gonna. But I wish he would. <laughs> but um, We didn't talk really about... Uh, I probably had a bigger point before I went into that Pareko rant, but who can remember? <laughs> Um, we didn't talk about Ruby once again pulling the goalie with like seven minutes left and immediately conceding a goal against on the empty net. Um, I I think you mentioned this yesterday. You said like people were freaking out about that and like who cares? Like what else is he going to do? And I mm-hmm. sort of agree with you. I basically do, but like two games in a row it makes it significantly dumber to me. I, I think he's trying. I think he's just trying to get the game put away on the other. <laughs> Goes, and also, let's, let's make sure that this game's over. Folks. And also, like, your team is showing no life. Like, if you had, like, y- yesterday, if we hadn't allowed the um, third, the fifth goal, mm-hmm. and we'd been on fire and we'd been cracking pucks at the net and we had everything and it just felt like we needed that one, one extra edge, you know, and mm-hmm. he wanted to go, go all in and risk reward and, and try and do it, then then fantastic. Give it, you know, Godspeed it might not work out for you, but you're trying to get two goals in, in six minutes and your team's throwing everything at the net. You give it a shot. But like today, man, like the, just, they're just fucking dead. Just let them, just let them die. Or like, <laughs> and if you're trying to preserve Huso, like stop, you could have preserved Huso by not putting them out there to lose or pulling them earlier or whatever. Like, uh, I don't think Ruby's any good at all as a coach he's probably like middle of the pack maybe lower but like 
he's certainly not a, a game winning kind of coach and I'm pretty down on this team. Ian, is there any reason for optimism? Can you give me anything? Can you not really lift me up? Let's, let's, <laughs> not really. Let's talk about the path to success for the boys. If they want, if they want to win game four, they need will, to do. Wow. This is pretty positive for you. Good yeah. for you. First of yeah. all, they're going to, they're going to start Jordan Bennington. I don't think so you'll, you'll be happy to that. see. You'll be happy to know that um, people on Twitter now, the game's officially over Lots of people on here that I'm pretty sure were like, how you know, how could you start? You know, why would you ever start Bennington going? Well, <laughs> now like, Bennington well, now needs to be in here. He needs to be <laughs> yeah. in. You know, obviously that's the first call. Um, I like I people think... that say like, I guess Charles Glenn's supposed to be doing the anthem next game. They're like, mm-hmm. if Charles Glenn and JB Fifty can't get this team going. Oh, I did. Say I think that. I think we're done. I'm like, yeah, yeah. because we will have lost the blue series. <laughs> so the game will be three to one. Yeah. That is how that's going to work. I think um, I think for cracking that code. I think I need them to win game four so bad, if not only, so that when they're down three one, I have to hear I have to hear the chorus of people because they'll be numerous. That will be like three one's really bad guys, but they're you know what you got to take it one game at a time. They're not out, so I can just spam them with the fact that it's happened like four times in history. Like don't. Don't ever give me that a team's going back from 3-1. If they Not do cool team. and spank my ass, I don't care. But it's like, I just don't, I hate that so much. My brothers and sisters in Christ, this is the St. Louis Blue. <laughs> I know, I'm like, bro, bro, we've won one cup and I know it was, I know it was recent, but think of the other 54 years of futility. <laughs> somebody please think of the children. <laughs> Ah, I'm glad we're back so, here. Part of me feels like this feels this feels much this, more natural. This, this is this podcast. This is our element Q zone. There's no denying that this, yeah, this is, is our definitely Q the Q zone. <laughs> <laughs> don't give um, that five one loss to Arizona. That's for me. That's what I want. Don't give the don't give the playoff sweep sweep to Let's Go Blues. Let me think about it for a second. <laughs> no more convincing St. Louis Blues defensemen that they're stars. <laughs> No more convincing St. Louis Blues fan that Colton Pareko's a star. <laughs> oh, we've lost folks, anyone that does. Folks, know. you'll be really, yeah, you'll be really happy to know that uh, there's a, I, honestly, thir- a third season coming of. Uh, I think you should leave the Netflix. That we have so. a whole new references we can drop. Uh, honestly, if you're if you're a regular watcher of this podcast and you haven't watched I Think You Should Leave, God bless you. Honestly, Godspeed to you. Give well, you got to go out. watch it, and you'll just, it's almost like you unlock the podcast. That's like right. You, 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 it begs a second listening. We don't, we don't have a Patreon. We just have Tim Robinson's I Think You Should Leave. You go watch that, you come back here, and it's like a bonus episode. That's there's, right. a whole, there's a whole level of content that you didn't understand before. Um, so, so Bennington starts. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, he has to start. That's your maybe, first step. Maybe we, uh, maybe we slide the rest a couple Benjamins to try and grease the wheels there a little bit. I'm kidding. Don't bribe we'll, reference. We'll say, we'll say some luck. We'll say some, I, some, some puck luck. Ian, I'm going to interrupt this regularly scheduled podcast to tell you, you know, all the like sitcom jokes about like the the smooth old men that like slide waiters 50 or 20s or whatever to like oh yeah i saw that happen today i saw it it work it wasn't smooth but it was i was with a couple of old rich guys for reasons i won't be 
<laughs> Nothing well, it's, gross. It's Nothing a new gross. old rich guy every weekend. That's right. <laughs> I have many gentlemen callers, Ian. Uh, <laughs> but no, we were at this. Uh, it's called the Inning Club. It's a very. It's like oh, Ian. It's like I. Sh- I should never step into this place. I should not be allowed. Um, but they got a pass. And he, the, one of the old guys wanted to go there basically for no reason because they had the pass and invited a couple of us. Anyway, they were trying to get in there for dinner the next night. And this waiter was like, well, we're booked or whatever. Like, we can't get in. And, and the guy was like, now what if there's a hundred in it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, this is really happening. Um, mm. and, then he, and then they paid off that bribe um, later on. So, you know, at least they were true to their word. Well, I got to tell you, I'm reading a fun tweet. You know, Dan Riley, he's one of my favorite tweeters. And, I, mm-hmm. um, and he said, blues and six. And this other person replied, months? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to be out of your freaking gourd if you think the blues win the next three straight. I'm sorry. With due cool. respect to Dan. You- you know what? I'll tell you this. If they win the next three straight and they win this series in six Millie games. Black licorice? licorice? Oh, 100%. No question. <laughs> black licorice is a solid food and I will chug black licorice. Um, <laughs> which I guess you could do because you can get guess, Jägermeister, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> but like, thing. if the Blues win in six and then they have to go face the abs, I'll actually feel halfway decent. I'll be like, ah, you know what? I'm pretty hot now. But um, so so I guess you know what that is a positive. If we somehow do win this series, I guess I feel kind of okay facing whoever, um, yeah. if that were to happen. So yeah, the Bennington, Avalanche who didn't beat the Predators until overtime last game, so they're slipping. Right. They're slipping. They're falling. Yeah, they apart. can barely beat uh, freaking Derek Ingram. You know, that's right. <laughs> I'm pretty certain that's Derek Ingram. His first name. That's his name. Connor. It's Connor. Connor Ingram. That's the same one. <laughs> Kiro counters um, off. Oh, he doesn't quite have the most points in our playoff pool. Do you know who does, Ian? Mm-mm. It's not Austin Matthews. It's play, it's certified playoff performer Mitchell Marner, who has really? never been criticized for disappearing in the playoffs ever before. So good for him. Um, so anyway, you start Bennington. That's one of your <laughs> we keep dodging this because there's no way. Um I think you have to move Tarasenko up with O'Reilly and Perron and try and do that as a thing. <laughs> I, I realize you're putting literally all the people that have scored in this series on one line, but like, what else are you going to do? And then I think you, I think as much as people are going to be like, no, don't do that. You probably put like Cairo and Thomas together and see mm-hmm. if they can provide a different look. And maybe Shin Buchnevich, you know, maybe it's like Kyrie Thomas, Barbashev, and Shin Buchnevich Saad or something like that. Like, you've really got to mix up the lines and try something new. And I think, I think this fucking team has to get pucks in deep. I know, I, I hate being pucks this guy, but deep. like, what are you doing losing pucks at the blue line all the time? That's like a not blues thing. Don't mm-hmm. get cute. You, especially right now, you do not have the guns on defense. You never had the guns on defense to stop Carol Kaprizov, but now you don't have the guns on defense to stop Jordan Greenway or um, Kevin Fiala or, or Marcus Foligno, you know? So like be protect the friggin' puck that 
is the most boringest, most obvious logic that you can ever give, but I just think that's the answer. And um, where the uh, where the blue, where the Frosty Blues next game, you got to fire the team up. Frosty Blues, Charles Glenn, Jordan Bennington, slip a hundred to the referees, you win a game. <laughs> that's positivity, and we're bringing positivity to people. People want the positivity and we're bringing it so um i agree you know what did you say straight lines because that's you know that's oh, straight what lines yep, 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 straight yep. but honestly probably though sometimes a, sometimes i do like think a, that probably like a 178 foot game i think yeah. would be sufficient that's maybe good. 182 just to the be. keys to the game uh yeah. play hard you need to play your game don't let yeah. them play their don't, game you gotta play your game and don't be sloppy don't yeah. No turnovers. You got to limit turnovers. <laughs> you can't turn the puck over and you got to get the puck on that. Yeah. And then they got to have one cute, one thing, one that they think is real cute. So they'll be like, put a cap on Kaffers off. And I'm like, yeah, that solved it. You broke, you, you solved it, Darren. <laughs> you made a wow. little play. I don't think he'll be scoring anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, my shit. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it was miserable tonight, and I don't have a lot of hope for next game, but you never know. Toronto up 2-1 in their series. Boo. Boston took a game from Carolina. Boo. I really thought Carolina was going to sweep that after the first two. Right. I guess Boston is too wily. Let's talk a minute about Calgary, because they have scored one goal in two games against the Dallas Stars, and they lost their second game. Um, if they lose that series, you've got to burn that team to the ground. I don't care how good this season was. If they lose that series against a Dallas Stars team that is like a scarecrow in a Jake Ottinger jersey, yeah. you have to burn that team to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> no if you lose a Jake Ottinger. Plans, but like, let Johnny Goodrow walk. Trade Matthew Kachuk, who's not going to want to be there if, if Johnny Goodrow isn't there anyway. And burn that team to the ground. I was like, yeah, at that point, I'm like, uh, we'll take Matthew. Oh, by the um, way, I'll trade Jordan Cairo for Matthew Kachak. That I would do. That that I'm fine. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. There's my price. We got rid of Johnny Goodrow, and now we have all res- all due respect to Jordan Cairo. Oh, worse Johnny Goodrow. <laughs> now we have Greek Johnny Goodrow. <laughs> How about that? Johnny um, Goodrow, but in italics. <laughs> Johnny, yeah, we got Johnny Goudreau at home. Johnny Goudreau at home. <laughs> um, it's that sideways glancing picture of Jordan Cairo. <laughs> the one that's in the playoff doc like seven times. Yeah, it's great. That's the only thing that makes me smile. Um, that's right. <sighs> that's about I'm it, still folks. still Mamma Mia from the start of last episode. Well, you're going to have to come with a fun intro or outro. Because yeah, these I guess I'll, people have I guess suffered. I'll, I guess I'll renege and put an intro in there, but I don't know what. Oh. Um, Florida did uh, handle their business. They got 5-1 on Washington. Colorado did win in overtime. Rangers pulled a series back. Every game, you know, no series is other than Colorado's have the even the potential for a, a sweep anymore. So a lot, a lot of good series. And I, I thought some of these would not be good. So... I guess that's fun. At least there will be other hockey to watch. I won't because I'll be depressed, but you know. It's it's true. When the second round comes around, the Blues get knocked out of the first. I'm always kind of like, this is the round I'm 
I care less about because I'm just angry. Yeah. And then and the third and then round when comes, the third like, comes okay, you're like, okay. why didn't I watch the second though? I know. I'm like, what even happened? And then you're in the final and it's all bets are off. But man, just like show up. But I'm so scarred from blues <laughs> of the past. I'm like, well, they have, they got it. We've done it, but we've done this before. They have to show up in game four. They certainly couldn't <laughs> they not show up in game four. They, it's a must. And then they won't. So, <laughs> uh, folks, if there's ever been something more true, it's the Blues don't show up when they have to. They did, they did it the one year. They did it the one year multiple times. That it, it blew me away every time they did it on the way to the cup. I was like, oh my goodness, here we go again. They're scoring goals. They're doing stuff. I think that's the other thing too about this game is like they got beat by Boston in the finals, whatever, three times, um, and like they got beat by Dallas a couple times, but like even though those Boston blots and like games three and six, like they still looked like they were like trying throughout the game. They still looked like it was like Boston was just pushing them around. And it was like, they were just trying to fight through it. This one, I give hats off to the wild. They played like a perfect road game. They capitalized again on like every mistake that the blues made, but I just, this was the most like lifeless playoff game I've ever seen. I don't think it helped that the uh, TNT broadcast was like, a snooze fast those guys couldn't like find energy uh in a battery yeah it's just uh, it's bad i really hope it turns around but i have no reason to believe that what what uh, so you're so your your gut feeling was that they they lose game four. Oh, so my gut feeling is they get blitzed in game four um, and we're, we steal ourselves for the five game out. And then they find just enough to get like a gritty win in game five. And they do that thing where you, where you were just talking about where it's like, well, it doesn't seem likely, but I, they won game five. So there's a possibility. And then they just get obliterated. It's just absolutely flat. <laughs> just a steamroller running down the street. Um, and uh, that's how they exit. That's my that's my that's my uh, doomsday prepper scenario, mm. if you will. You know, you get your canned food, you get your uh, distilled water, and you go down <laughs> into the bunker and you, um, you know, pray to uh, votive candles of Kirill Kaprizov. And that that's the that's the worst case scenario, and it will be one hundred percent true. Now, what's your feeling? What's your what's your thought? I I think. Man. So I think game four will be closer, but I also thought six, two was kind of not close from game two. And I was like, well, this game will definitely at least be closer. I think I have been like, I am that too today. And it wasn't at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I it keep thinking, well, worse. Game, yeah. It's like game four has to be closer than this. Uh, maybe by a goal or two, but I really, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't know. I think that, I think, with all the injuries and unless they can make some pretty significant adjustments, it's going to look a lot similar. And then I think game five is the one where like they play it close, but then at one, just at one point, it'll be like close, like one, one for most of the game in Minnesota game five. And then they'll just be like a two on one breakaway two one. And that's going to be like two one three one four one. And some people, they open up the, the wild that is open up the scoring at some point and that period is rip it open you know and that's that's a series baby um man this sucks <laughs> i was really i they just really, really thought just with our offensive not. prowess we could have like actually at least gotten to the second round 
I think this this, this reminds what, me like, that like why I don't have any like optimism in general heading to the playoffs just because I get or why I get so scared is just because we we're like nine 20 plus goal scorers you guys and I'm not saying that I doubted that but this is this what has transpired now makes me think that anytime we're like you know Tarasenko next season got 110 points I'll be like I don't care yeah. Just show me what you're going to do in the playoffs. I this don't is why, like, and, and again, I don't want to circle back to rehash covered ground, but I am about to do exactly that. People tune um, out. It's okay. If you want to, if I know it's late. So if you need to hang up on me, just tell me. But like, I, it's coaching. Like, I, I don't, it's coaching. It's a coaching problem. Okay. You won game four handily, even though you were sloppy. So I talked about that's almost perfect because then you can be, you can say, Hey, we've got plenty to work on. We, we got to come in here and um, you know, we got to be, be cleaner and, and still play the way we did offensively. And we're going to win game five by an even bigger margin or game two rather. And, and you could have done that, but then you were sloppy in game two. And even though you played better, than the other team by far and even better than you did in the first one it was your sloppiness that cost you the game but you didn't adjust any you didn't adjust after one goal you didn't adjust after two goals you didn't adjust after three goals you didn't adjust after four goals and you found a couple of goals but you didn't do enough to finish it and you lose that game so you uh, it's that old it's that old uh, babcock era dangle thing how do you come into this game flat how and i know they weren't flat in the sense that like they were trying to check and they were trying to move but like how do you concede immediately in this game how do you let that happen how are you not better than that mm-hmm. and how do you not have other solutions we didn't we didn't change anything we didn't shuffle lines we didn't shuffle strategies we didn't didn't do crap we just looked lifeless we had the weirdest shot selection all game that i've ever seen we had people trying to like no look backhand passes through the cart crease to lose ground backwards instead of just shooting at the net that was right in front of them. But then we had other people shooting through like three bodies when mm-hmm. there were, when there were players on the perimeter that they could pass it to. It's like, I know that is all like, it, it's what I've always said about coaching. It's like all of that is collectively on all of the players and it's always more on the players than the coach, but mm-hmm. you can't, fire all of the players and you can't blame all of the players as one individual thing and all of the players can't be responsible for all of the other players you know and the only person who does unite all those people is the head coach and that dude is not doing good enough this series and he needs to be better and i don't think he can be better because i don't think he's a tactician i think he's a motivator and i think motivators have a very short shelf life in the nhl because you know what? These are grown men and they've heard the story before. And and after a certain point, it's just fallen on deaf ears, you know, like I think, Mm -hmm. I think all coaches have a fairly short self-life in the NHL, but if you're a motivator and you're, and all you've got is just big words and rah-rah speeches, then like that, that's going to get old after a while. It works for a short period, but eventually it's like, yeah, you've given the same speech six times and we lost three of those times. (laughs) So the speech (laughs) isn't the solution, you know, like, Mm -hmm. So I do think Baruby bears a lot of this. And I think the decision to extend him when we did was 
really, really questionable. And now it's like, we're going to go into next season with him. We may even lose Steve Otter or Jim Montgomery or both in the process. And then we're still probably going to fire him, you know, at the end of the season at the, at the latest and hot dog, hot dog. It'll be another hot dog. Maybe we can go get Mike Yo. He'll probably be a free. That's right. He's waiting. He's a coach in waiting. He's got plenty of time. He's available for whatever you need. Birthday um, parties, so, bar mitzvahs. That's right. Uh, even a bris, if, if you have a bris you want him to come to. Um, Ian, you good to cut it off there? You have anything more you want to say? I'm just saying. I'm tapped. Yeah, I'm as, as bad. It's bad stuff. Um, so that'll do it, I guess. We'll talk to you all. I assume some sometime Sunday evening, probably depending on how bad that game is. Um, you know, it's uh, Mother's Day. Say hi to your mothers um, or don't. You know, yeah, word are, up to your moms. Mothers are kind of overrated, if we're being honest. But uh, you know, maybe maybe you send them flowers or something. I don't know. Do something. Nice. Gotta be nice. Put put good energy into the earth, into the earth, into the world. Um, and, uh, you know, so happy Mother's Day if you are a mom. If it's if you're one of those folks who Mother's Day is very hard for, you know, chin up. You'll get through it, and then it'll be, it'll just be May 10th after that, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> so um, until next game, hopefully the Blues give us something. Just give me life. Just show me life. Even if you lose, just show me some life. That's right. Um, and something, anything better than this. That's right. Uh, and we'll talk real soon to you all. See you later. Goodbye. See ya. Wake me up, wake me up inside. I can't wake up.